Welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life. I am your host, Rich James. Here on Living a Rich Life talk show, we inform, inspire, and encourage each other to follow the six elements of Living a Rich Life Network. Those elements are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. We all have a story. And today's guest is no different. With that being said, let's talk about it. Today's guest, he believes that entrepreneurship and fashion are tools to impact lives. Please welcome husband, father, entrepreneur extraordinaire, the CEO of Fearless, Mr. Dalali Dariza. Dariza? Dariza, I was going to make you fight for it, man. What's going to help you? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Daraza. So that's a, a very unique name in itself. Tell yeah. me, uh, tell folks, where are you originally from? Yeah, so both my parents were born in Ghana, uh, so West, West Africa. Um, and my mom ended up going to school in the UK. My dad in the States and all of us were born in, so I was born in D.C. Um, it's funny. I didn't love having an ethnic name, you know, growing up. Now I love it. I love it, man. It's part of my identity. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a nod to where I come from. Absolutely. Well, well said. And again, it's a, it's unique in itself. And it, it does, does it have a meaning? Yeah, it means my redeemer lives. Mm. Facts. And I love it. James, live it. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's get right into it. Uh, so, so tell us. First and foremost, how Fearless got started. Yeah, yeah. So Fearless uh, got started in 2009. Um, it, it had been a dream of mine for years to go into business. Right, ever since a kid, hustling, trying to make money, um, knocking door to door, finding odds and ends to um, uh, you know just to make money and to and to make sure we can afford the things that we wanted uh, in, in life at that age. Um, so fast forward, I feel like the hustle is kind of there. I really was interested in three things, you know, pretty heavily as a, as a kid, uh, business, uh, technology, and people, and not really knowing how all of those things might come together effectively, how it was supposed to work. Um, you know, I ended up going to school for computer engineering, so I studied engineering in, in school. Uh, while I was there, they launched, at UMBC, they launched an entrepreneurship program. And that entrepreneurship program, I, I mean, it was, it was the, you know, the nuts and the bolts of how do you run a business. I didn't know anything about that. So I didn't know anything about a business plan and marketing plan and projections. I just knew if I knocked on enough houses, at some point someone's going to pay me to do something, right? right, right. And that's, that's, all, that's all I knew at that point, right? So to get a little bit of the formal piece was, was good. Um, ended up graduating, worked for a couple of small companies, had great mentors. And, and that really propelled me and got me in a position to where, where Fearless was born. Uh, Fearless overall is the blending of all of those things, right? Business, uh, technology, people. My mom is a retired nurse. So growing up, uh, she was big about empathy. How do, how do you give back and how do you support your fellow man? My dad is a software engineer also. So we learned how to program as kids. So kind of both of those influences, I think, played a big role in, in Fearless. Really, we're in the space of uh, providing tech for good. We call it building software with the soul. 
Okay, okay. I never, you know, my phone's ringing. I never understand why folks call me. I'm, I'm on the air, folks. I'm live. Yeah. Um. So, so that I, I love that story. I love that. Let, let's let's dig into that a little little deeper now. What are some of the services that that Fearless provides? Yeah. So Fearless, uh, when someone has a custom software solution, they they tend to call us. So we've got a couple of businesses. So I can talk about them a little bit later, right? So Fearless, will call the core of what we do is in technology. Um, Everything from human-centered design. So when you want something which is more than just, you know, how do you make it look pretty, right? And put some nice graphics on it. It really is everything around, how do you know you're even solving the right problem? How do you know this is what people actually want? Um, how do you know it's going, to, it's going to work? And so how do we go out and we uh, prototype things very quickly? We, we create a way in space in which we're getting users input up front uh, to deliver the solutions that we have. From there, we go into engineering, right? So that's another vertical of ours. So building capability from really small prototypes, baby applications, to we've got you know applications and tools that span millions of users in the, in the user base. Uh, and, and then from there, products, right? So how do we think about product? Where's this thing going? There's a lot of stakeholders you have to, you have to get on board anytime you're releasing anything in, in the technical space. So how do you align them? How do you create roadmaps uh, for those things and help an organization understand how to get adoption for their particular technology? So we, we do all of that under one roof uh, within, within Fearless Technology, our core business. Okay. So one of the things that my team, um, you know, one of my team members brought back to me, and it kind of resonated with them. Um, again, I used to do programming. Yeah. Uh, I, I did a little Pascal, a little C plus, a little COBOL. I yeah, you date yourself. <laughs> facts, facts. Um, one thing that they mentioned, um, and, and they came up with this question, was what do you mean when you say we build software, but they sold? Yeah. So when we think about that, right, and, and I need to talk about the mission, that's the mission along with the vision, which is uh, to create a world with good software powers, things that matter. And so right now we're on Zoom, we're using technology, your, um, your audience is, is watching this and, and they're soaking it in. You know, if you pick up your phone, you've got apps on apps on apps, right? And so all that stuff is, so we're used to leveraging technology and that stuff just kind of works, right? We don't have an instruction manual for Zoom or for, you know, for IG or whatever it is, right? It just, it's intuitive and it just works. But when you think about technology that are in spaces that we think really matter in the grand scheme of things, we're talking about social justice, we're talking about healthcare, we're talking about education, like those kind of really meaty missions, nonprofit work, right? Everything that really touches and helps people, it is not the same technology that powers that world, right? That space is typically uh, last on the totem pole when it comes to like technical innovation, um, their last on the totem pole when it comes to like technical, technical uh, investment is, as far as dollars and resources. And so we exist to be that tech for good uh, company in that space. And so we bring that same kind of technology you expect in the commercial space into these mission sets that we think really matter. That's, you know, you said something very uh, profound to me, in my opinion. The fact that, again, there's no instructions for some of that stuff. And how it, you know, it really impacts just the same, you know, to the Zoom, to the IG, that's that, that's deep. And that's really what's driving Fearless. Now, yeah. how did you come up with the name Fearless? Yes. So Fearless, the name can't come from a couple of reasons. One, I tell you all the time, now what I was, I felt like I'd been prepped to do this my whole life, right? From hustling when I was, when I was young, um, you know, little, all these little odds and end businesses that I had kind of as a kid growing up to formal, some formal training in, in undergrad and, and studying technology and uh, studying entrepreneurship. 
But I tell you, when it came time to do this thing, even with all the membership I had, I was terrified, right? I was terrified to actually like jump, quit my job. I got a young kid at home, you know, why, why are you looking me in my eyes and oh, I'm gonna quit my job and go try this thing out. So one, 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 one reason was it really was a thing where if you see the word fearless every single day, right? It, it helps you to confront that fear, right? It helps to build that confidence over time. And so the name was deeply personal from, from that respect. A second thing was I wanted something that was going to stand out, right? When you look at, especially in the market in which we started, we were doing a lot of like DOD and Intel work like early on. Like I kind of came out of that world. And, you know, it's, it's really just the acronym, you know, ABC, corporation, so-and-so, technologies, you know, you kind of see all of that. Right. And man, you look down that sheet, you see the word, you know, company named Fearless. You, you're going to pause for a second and say, well, who's that? What's that? What's that company about? And many conversations started around the name. So it really was uh, something that we needed to stand out and really a reminder for us to you know, not be afraid to, to do stuff different, right? Not be afraid to... Um, look a little different, sound a little different, and kind of be, beat to our own drum. Facts. I, I love it. And I do definitely because, you know, because you've been around for a while and, you know, I, I've been watching you make moves. I think we met several, several years ago at a, another event. And, you know, I always like to keep my eyes open on, on the movers and shakers and folks doing things. And uh, when I said fearless, I said, oh, okay, yeah, that, that, that sits right. I, I, I like that. That's catchy. Now, one of my team members, again, because they, they put this package together, they yeah. provide me with the research. It's always good to have a great team. Yeah. One of my team members said, what is that logo? Yeah. You know, how did you come up with that logo, right? You know, we all have logos for different things. Uh, yeah. But what does your logo represent? How, yeah, how so this is, this is iteration number two. So the one that, the one that I came up with when we first started, it, it, uh, it's vintage now. They retired it. Our brand person came along and we had to, we had to retire it. But when you, when you look at this, this emblem that's, that's on my chest and that's really what we think of it as, um, and we really want this to be synonymous to impact, right? You know, kind of the uniform of impact in general. Uh, it's actually two mirrored Fs that are here and, and you have one that's facing backwards. And that really is a reminder. We think about tech in particular, and this spans to what we're doing for the sports and fashion and some of the other places. Um, but every one of us has, a past has a place that we've come from, right? And, and we've, we've got a journey that we've been a part of this journey over time that's gotten us to a point. And we all have somewhere that we're going. That, that's the that's the F that's facing forward um, that we're reaching towards or grasping for. We got a dream, we've got passion, all of this stuff. And this part that really sits in the middle is what connects the two. And we think everyone has the opportunity and decision to say, I got to make a choice. It's a fork in a road. I can go left or I can go right. And we want people to move forward, right? And so for us, it's how do we partner with people in their journey and help, one, pay homage to where they come from, but help guide them to where they're going, right? And that's true in tech. That's true in life in general. And so that's what we embody, right? So when you look at this, um, that is the message behind it. Uh, and if you take kind of a big step back, right, you will see uh, our, our nod to a cow in here. And, and, and that story comes from a uh, book called The Purple Cow by Seth Godin. And, and it really was transform, transformational in, the, in my early thinking as the company was getting off the ground. And, and, he, and, he, and he talks about this marketing guy, right? He talks about this concept of none of us really pay a lot of attention to brown cows. We see them all the time. We pass them all the time. We're driving around the country, see a cow, whatever it is, there's nothing really special or remarkable a purple cow, a brown cow. But if you see a purple cow, now that's that, that's gonna say something, right? You, you're gonna pause. You're gonna tell somebody. You're gonna call somebody. You're gonna put on social media. And so, 
we really adopted that. So which is why you see purple on a bunch of our pieces. It's really our nod to, we gotta be different. We gotta be remarkable, right? And bring that level of excellence to everything we do and let that speak. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you, you're definitely purple cow. And, and I saw some of that in some of the, the research they came back. Um, so again, so Fearless, you know, is a software company, right? Um, would you say it's a combination, but what, what makes Fearless different from other software companies? Yeah, I think I think three things make us different. We we look at life through the lens of three different pillars. Number one, it is our culture. And that culture is everything that we think about internally within the organization, right? How do we make a company that is so incredibly sticky that people love being a part of it, they want to be a part of it, not feel like they have to be here? Sometimes you feel like you're stuck, like, oh, I have to be here, right? And like, I'm stuck in this job, right? We don't want anyone to feel like that. We want them to want to be there. And, and, and we've got a couple of things that we're looking at from a, from a culture perspective. And, and one is we think very heavily about diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we've got goals internally around how do we have become one of the top you know, cultures and how do we track that against benchmark that across other companies, similar size and scale. And uh, we're tracking 50% um, of our workforce being women, 50% uh, of our workforce being minorities. So it's a goal we have before 25. And so we think about those things and embed belonging and people bringing themselves to the table in our culture every day. So that's, that's one thing that makes this a little bit different. But there's some companies that, 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 that do that. The second one is from a customer perspective. Um, we are really well known about, we will partner with you wherever you are in your transformation journey, right? And so it doesn't matter if you're going, you talk about Cobalt, if you're going to Cobalt to just trying to get off a mainframe to you're trying to build a mobile app to you're trying to build, you know, use leverage AI. It doesn't really matter. Everyone is somewhere along in their journey. And so we can partner with them. And so the customer piece is everything that we should say. We want to be better, faster, stronger, cheaper, all of those things. But we also want you to do that work through the lens of equity and the lens of creating a world that, again, is powered, is powered by good tech, right? And so empathy is a big part of how we think about customers. Mm -hmm. um, the last one is community. And for us, we're headquartered out of Baltimore. If Fearless grows and we begin to thrive and do well, and Baltimore is no different as a result of us being here, that's a fail, right? Mm -hmm. And so for us, being able to partner with our city to be able to help move it forward in transformation is important to us. And that includes uh, supporting STEM-based initiatives. That includes how we help to stitch together the tech ecosystem here within Baltimore and really try to lead by example. So we punch way above our weight, right, um, is, as far as concerned. And so are we the only company that's doing good stuff culture-wise? No. Are we the only company that's doing great stuff for customers? No. Are we the only company that's doing good stuff for the community? Absolutely not, right? But are we the best at doing all three of those better than anybody else in tech sector in the world? Yes. I don't think anyone could touch us doing those things hand down because we believe it and, it and it's in our DNA. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that again, just from sitting down, doing some research and, and, and watching you move, watching your team move, um, looking at your, your website. And again, sometimes you have to dig a little deeper yeah. to really understand exactly what, you know, an organization and what a person is doing which I think is key. It kind of goes to when I think about living a rich life with you know, Rich James. I've done some changing. Um, you, you grow, but at the yeah. end of the day, how's that all connect? You know, what are you leaving behind? What does your legacy yeah. look like? Yeah. Are you making a change? Because again, I've grown over the, the, the last three years, but at the end of the day is, you know, like you said, if you're not making an impact on Baltimore and Phyllis has grown, um, and I, I do believe that there's an impact as well. That's, 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 that's key. So I will commend you on that brother and uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Um, 
a few things you mentioned as, as the leader of the organization, as the CEO, what's your overall philosophy for, for leading your organization? I, I think the biggest uh, philosophy that I have is you, you got to lead by example, right? Mm -hmm. And and I don't ask anyone to do nothing I'm not willing to do, right? So I'm not big on titles and all of this other stuff, right? So any given day, you, you'll see me picking stuff off the floor, right? We just we just need to get it done. Your projects, you got you got a big deliver. What do you need from me, right? You need you need food, you need the task, you need whatever you need to do. Like put me in the game, right? I'm, I'm here to make sure that I'm uh, helping our team be successful. So I very much believe in the concept of servant leadership. So I'm here to serve this organization and get out of the way to make sure they can do what it is that they love. They're not here just to push and to drive my dream, right? I'm also here to make sure they fulfill everything they have and all their dreams. And so those things will intersect for a period of time. For some people, it's, it's a short period of time. For others, it's much longer, but that's okay. But I'm just as committed to their dream as, as they are to mine. And we, and we do it together, right? This is the world we're trying to create. Oh, that, that, that's what's up, which leads me to this next question. Um, because again, at some point, and I'm, I'm big on no matter what your title is, it doesn't matter. If you treat me a certain way, uh, you get that same because that's just the, my, my character. And again, if I need to wear many hats, which, which I do wear many hats just like yourself, um, yeah. that's, that's key. However, playing devil's advocate, there is a time where there's that big decision that needs to come. Yeah. And as, you know, the quote unquote CEO and, and leader of the organization, what is your approach to making those big picture decisions? Yeah, yeah I, think, I think part of the role of the CEO and, and, and one of the most important things is to, to carry out that vision, right? Cast vision and make sure people are very clear on the vision and where we're going. So I, have always ha I always have to be at least two to three years ahead of the company. What's coming? Uh, what's happening? And so there's, there's a lot of stuff that's in front of their face today. And they, they have to execute. We have to deliver on our goals and our milestones and all those pieces today. But I got to think about what's coming next and what's next and what's next and how do I prepare us for it? Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's times when people may not see it, but it's my, that's my job, right? My job to see the vision, be able to clearly articulate it so that we can move forward. And in those cases, there might be decisions that need to be made to say, yeah, I know you're not saying yet, but I'm telling you, until you're seeing the issue, we have to start pivoting in this direction, right? And, and, being, and being okay with that, right? And it's something I think that I've done without uh, throughout my career. I'm, I'm the kind of person where I'm always all in, right? So I'm terrible. You don't want to play cars with me, right? You don't want to bet with me, any of that stuff, right? I'm like every 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 hand, all the chips are in, every single hand, right? And and, and I think that's that's just how I live, right? If I believe something, I'm making a bet all in every time, right? And that's how we're able to get so much stuff done. But it is about vision and helping to drive and, and make sure that we're aligned for that vision long term. How, how would you rate the importance of transparency as, as a CEO? It's huge. It's huge. Um, I, I think as a CEO, you kind of get up there and you assume that people don't know all your warts and all your mistakes and all that stuff. So you can leave with that. I am a terrible people manager. I know it. They know it. It is no surprise. And so we don't, we don't, try, to, we don't try to be surprised about it, right? And so I, I'm, I'm very comfortable in my own skin. I know who I am. Um, and, and, and I'm okay about the things that I'm, I've got superpowers in, I need to try to add value to the organization. And the things that I don't, I need to learn, right? So if you're an intern, cool, teach me something. What, what, can, I, what can I learn from you? How can I, how can I grow? Um, how can you help me? How can I help you? And so I think it's, it's really big to be able to show up that way, but transparency is huge. In fact, one of, our, one, of our, one of our internal core values is open dialogue, right? And it's all about transparency. You say, you, you can open your mouth and say whatever to whomever, anytime, you know, I'm not saying say whatever, but you know what I mean? Um, you should add your perspective. You should add your <laughs> input. You don't need to go through 15 chains of folks. And am I allowed to say this? Am I allowed to bring an idea? 
Um, and, and, and it's okay to be vulnerable, but you've got you've to see that demonstrated. And that means when I'm wrong, I'm quick to say, hey, that was a bad idea. My mistake, my bad, right? And keep it moving, right? And I think if you show enough of that and you make enough of those emotional investments to people, they will follow you. Nice. So, so for those that are just tuning in and watching or, or either listening and or doing both, we are with the CEO of Fearless, Dalali Dariza. 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 Woo, good gosh, Dariza. Oh, I love it, I love it. And we're talking all things tech. We're talking all things Fearless. Um, we're talking leadership. And um, we're having some pretty good conversation. Um, tell us, how can our audience stay connected with you and your organization? Yeah, so there's there's three parts to what we what we do, right? So we've been talking a lot about our core business, fear, our, 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 for lack of better words, fearless tech, right? And and, and what it is that we do. So we're at fearless.tech. Um, we're at fearless be more on all social media. That's kind of one lane. So we build custom applications, a lot for public sector. We talked about that. The second thing is hutch. So we 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 bumped our knees, skinned our knee a bunch of times over the year and years, and we've learned some things as a result. And so we created Hutch which is an incubator, right? So it's a, it's a digital services startup studio. So for, for fo- mainly focused on uh, women-owned entrepreneurs, mainly focused on minority-based entrepreneurs that want to start tech companies in the services space. And so we can, it's a two-year program and they can follow us um, through that and they can catch us out at uh, hutchstudio.io. And I think we're at, at Hutch Studios everywhere, but you can find it off the Fearless page as well. And we grow, we're growing new tech companies. So our goal is to grow at least 25 of them before 2025. And we're about, I think, 15 or 16 in. So that's the second piece. We're at hutchstudio.io. The third thing that is kind of within our universe is Fearless Sports, and that's the apparel uh, arm and the sister company. So all these are individual pieces. And uh, we're at fearless.co. And, that, and, and again, all of these you think about, they're all around social impact. And for that, uh, we're really trying to figure out how we can leverage fashion as a tool, not just, yeah, you want to look good and feel good, but it's how do you then use that as a hook for empowering people, right, to transform their communities as a whole. So they can check us out at fearless.tech. Phyllis.co and uh, at HutchStudio.io. Nice, nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Please, folks, be sure to, to catch Fearless and all their social media. And um, if you don't need, if you need to get a hold of them, you can um, DM me, IM me, and I'll make sure that you get the information that you need. Um, question for you. Yes, sir. What's your, what's your superpower? What is Everyone my superpower? Has a superpower. I, I ask, so Dalali, I ask two questions always. This is one of them. What is your superpower? Yeah, it is it is vision and it's creating. So for me, you give me a blank canvas and I'm in heaven, right? Let me let me dream up a new thing, a new concept, a new business, a new idea. And I get excited about that. I'm figuring out how, well, how do I get this working? Who do I, how do I need to plug these people in? How do I get people aligned to it, right? I am absolutely heaven. I love that. I love the startup process. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be a community initiative. It could be a startup company. It could be a tech in the tech space, fashion space. That is my, my superpower, right? Getting something off the ground. Now, I'm not the person you want me to like sustain it, right? But you want something new off the ground and get some buzz, some energy. That is, that is my superpower, hands down. I think the second, like a close second to that is um, because I'm such a big believer in starting and creating, like moving things, I'm also really passionate about like getting people to do the same for themselves, right? So what is it? Figure out what people are passionate about and pushing them to do that thing where if you ain't done it, you're going to know me. Like you're going to try to duck me, right? And say, oh, look, I going to ask about my passion. Have I done my thing? And I'm moving forward. And that's just, I just, I just love that. I think we're here for such a short period of time in life where 
uh, we owe it to ourselves and, and to the whole world to bring our gift to the world, right? And so I'm a, I'm a big believer in that and I push people to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. What, what's, what's next for Fearless? Yeah, what's next for Fearless is us. We talked about those three, three things. And what we're, what we're thinking about now is this idea of you've got you know, Fearless Tech, you've got Hutch, you've got Fearless Sports. How do you then think of this as an entire like fearless enterprise, right? That are all connected. What is, what is the underlying story that connects these themes together? How do we create synergies between the companies um, so that all of them are better as a result of being connected to one another? And so we're dreaming that up right now. What, what can that look like? So that's one piece that we're thinking about. A second thing is uh, to date, uh, we, are, we, we are a little different than most of our competitors, especially within the you know, fearless tech in that, in that space in general. And that so many of them have been remote first companies since day one. I mean, they hire from everywhere. They've always been hiring from everywhere. So we got, you know, two people in this state, three people in that state. Um, Fearless was a bit unique in that we've always had a very local presence in uh, with the community in Baltimore. We've got a small satellite office in, in Montgomery, Alabama as well. And, and so there are pros and cons to that. When you think about uh, recruitment, uh, for instance, right, it's easier to recruit if you have the entire country as your application, your, 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 your candidate pool. Right. right. Um, the more layers you add, the more strict and the harder it is to, to to penetrate potentially. But I'd argue that it makes retention harder. Right. You hire from everywhere. They don't feel as much of a connection. Right. And so we've seen some people that have issues with that. Um, so what we're thinking about now is this model of how do we create uh, different hubs across the country where all of fearless shows up. Right. So we're not remote first. but We're creating these spaces that think about those three things again. Right. Culture, customer and community. And, and, it, and, it, and it means something when Fearless comes to your city, right? Fearless comes to your city. You know you're getting a company that's going to, A, deliver good work. You know you're creating, a, you're getting a company that's going to have good services and it's going to create a space where people can belong and show up the way that they need to show up. You know you're getting an organization that is helping to start new companies and, and, and invigorate that tech community here that's there. You know, you know you're getting a company that's bringing uh, kind of the fashion side of it, you're helping to activate entrepreneurs, people that want to chase their dreams. And so um, we want that to mean something. So we're trying to figure out what that looks like. How do we put this thing in a bottle? How do we then put it in another city and scale from there? Absolutely, absolutely. And now for the other question that I always love to ask my guests, what does living a rich life mean to you? Yeah, living living a rich life means to me um, the love and support of my family. I think is the first one, and being able to serve them in in return. Um, that is that is kind of the big the big piece for me. Um, I'm also a man of faith, and so for me, I believe that each one of us is put here for a reason, right? So if I can tap into what I feel like God's called me to do, and I do that, that's a rich life, right? I, I'm only working for one set of applause, right? And so. It doesn't really matter what other people may think of me. Um, I, I'm doing what I feel like I'm called to do. And so that's that's a rich life. And, and the third one, I think in general, is about service, right? This, is, this isn't this is about me. Um, I do this because I care about people, right? And, and I want people to feel empowered. I, you know, I want technology to work for people, right? And so especially in the public sector, if it doesn't work and we're paying for it, right, that, there's a miss, right? People can't do what they need to do, right? So I want that stuff to work well. And I want people to get activated to chase their dreams. And so for me, being able to serve them is is a rich life. So a family, my faith, and 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 being the service. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so so, what would you say to our viewers? Um, what what advice? Uh, sometimes I hate to use the word advice, but what what advice? What message would you share to our viewers that are you know looking to again from an 
entrepreneurial perspective, uh, whether it's getting to the software industry, what advice would you give our viewers? Uh, just start, just start, right? There's so many things that we think about before starting a new enterprise, a new venture, a new whatever it is. And, and, and I'm not saying I'm not a fan of, you know, go research and do your homework. You should do those things, but you got to start. Don't be in this research phase for five years, 10 years, and you're thinking about it. And one day I'm going to get there, start, literally do something every single day. If it's five minutes, if it's 10 minutes and keep chipping away at it, right? The issue is we get, in these, we get in these spaces where we don't want to talk to them about the idea. Of, oh, someone's going to steal my idea. They're going to steal my concept. They're not, right? And run and just get started, right? And, and you're going to learn and you're going to fail and you're going to stumble and you're going to pivot. And you're going to do it again. And you're going to learn and you're going to fail and you're going to stumble and you're going to pivot. And you're going to do it again, right? And as you do those things, you're learning more about the concept. What's viable? What's not? What is the, what is the, what is the market actually want? And the more you do that, you just need cycles, because the cycles bring clarity to what it is your vision is, and you're much more likely to get there once you actually start. But you won't get there if you're just sitting and, and sitting on it. It just doesn't happen, right? You need you need the market feedback in order to refine whatever it is you're working on. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate your message. I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, during this time, there's something we call uh, living a rich life closing remarks. And uh, would appreciate if you, you, you stuck around for that. Okay. All right. Um, so folks that are just tuning in and watching, we had a good discussion with Dalali Dariza. 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 My brain just don't be Dariza. Uh, oh, goodness. I apologize. Don't, don't judge me. Um, charge it to my head, not my heart. <laughs> but this is what we call living a rich life, closing remarks. Um, and with that being said, Ever ask yourself, what is happiness? Or wonder how to be happy? Happiness can be different things to each and every one of us. I believe if you find a sense of purpose, and we talked about that today, you will live longer, have stronger relationships, and ultimately a high degree of happiness. Happiness can be something that we all obtain. However, that is not always the case, and everyone is not always happy for you. Whatever happiness is to you, be happy. It drives some people crazy. Thank you, Dalali, for sharing your story. If you have an inspiring story, please contact us at our website, livingarichlife.net. Until next week, I ask you to continue to be inspired to live a rich life. This is Rich James saying goodnight, and thank you for tuning in to BeExposedRadio.com. Be inspired to live a rich life. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, that was beautiful, sir. Ah, uh, thank you, man.